Hello and welcome to this episode of the Thriving Three Counties podcast. I'm Dan Barker and today I'm going to be playing you an interview with myself actually. I was very lucky the other week to go on a podcast um, by Ben Kinnard. Um, he runs Rather Inventive Marketing. Uh, it's quite cool what he does. He essentially runs a sort of private podcast which he puts out to his club members and his club members are his clients. So. Once you're, a, once you're a client of Ben's, you're allowed to sort of be part of this uh, this club. And he puts out interviews and lots of other useful content. And uh, I think he knows his stuff, so I'm sure it's all uh, excellent content. But yeah, he invited me to come on the other week. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We, we talked, covered a lot of subjects from sort of my background to what we do now and talking about, you know, video marketing tips and, and all that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. I'm just going to play out the, the interview and um, I'll see you next time. All right. Thanks a lot. Hello and welcome to episode 77 of the Inventive Marketing Club. We're here every week to help you build a better marketing strategy. Well, I say every week, we've had a bit of a, a break over Christmas and we're back for the new year. So in fact, this is our first week back and joining us is Dan Barker from Dan Barker Studios over in Herefordshire, um, in the Shire where I started my company originally. Um, and we're going to be talking about how we use video in marketing Hopefully, Dan's going to be sharing some examples of some of the work he's done with clients. And um, I think also what started this conversation, how I met Dan, is actually talking about video testimonials. So it'd be nice to touch on that as well. Hello, Dan, and welcome. Hello. Hi, Ben. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me along today. My pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> um, would you just tell us a little bit about your company, your background? I mean, you've got a background in aerospace en engineering, so that's quite interesting in and of itself. But maybe tell us a little bit more. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, as you said, my background is in aerospace engineering. I did that for 13 years in total. So I studied mechanical engineering at university, um, went into um, aerospace engineering, um, never really loved it that much what I was doing. I kind of got into this niche of, of stress analysis, which is like, you know, structural analysis. Yeah. Uh, and then fatigue and damage tolerance analysis. And I, I never really loved it, you know, sort of from day one, to be honest. But I stuck with it. Um, I often think that I was kind of, you, you kind of get trained to stick with things through school, even though you don't necessarily enjoy them. And uh, Yes, they want you to be good employees. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I you know, I, I do wonder if that was, you know, part of it, I'm not trying to blame anyone else for my, my decisions, <laughs> but you get good at putting up with things, I think. Um, so I put up with it for quite a long time and did it in the end, did it at three different companies. Um, but I discovered photography along the way, um, just over 10 years ago. Uh, my wife used to have a women's clothes shop that was in Malvern and then here in Ledbury. Oh, yeah. And um, sadly, not long before we actually closed the shop down, we we had a website built. And I decided I was going to take all the product photos for the website. So I went out and bought a camera, kind of fancied it. And we got a friend of ours who was a photographer to come and help. And I started doing all the product shots. Um, and I found I really enjoyed it. And so I started wanting to learn more and more about photography and trying to, you know, take as many pictures as I could and and everything. And and in amongst that, as I say, we, we had to close the shop down. Um, and and well, just prior to that, I actually left my engineering job for about three months. We moved in right. with the parents to uh, see if we could save the shop, but 
it was a bit too it was a bit too far gone oh, a shame. at that point and, and we had a young baby and all the rest of it so all going uh, on at once then wow it was all going on yeah <laughs> um so i went back to my engineering job we we had um we actually had quite a large amount of of debt left over from the shop which we felt we wanted to pay off so um went back to my engineering job and we worked through that for the next three years yeah but in the meantime i was always learning more about photography because i kind of got into it and i kind of thought hmm i wonder if i could do this and earn some money and um actually not long after we closed the shop i, I did pick up my first paid job um the wine shop here in town which you probably know hey wine i do yeah i do <laughs> they, uh, they were just launching their website and looking to do some photography and my wife had been chatting to them and said oh i'm sure dan will give you a hand so i was like okay i'm not quite sure how to do it but i'll, I'll go and give it a, you know i'll give it a go and so I did it, got some shots that were acceptable, you know, did did the job that they needed. And uh, we sort of negotiated a very low price for my time. And I was like, wow, earning some money from yeah. <laughs> photos, from doing something that I enjoy doing. Um, so that kind of spurred me on. And I, I mean, I didn't pick up any more paying clients for a, a while after that because I was still really early on um, at it. But I kept learning. I kept reading, reading up about photography and then reading up about business and listening to podcasts. So that's why I'm so into podcasts because it played such an important part in my mm. career change. Uh, you know, I'd be listening um, on my commute to work and listening on the way back at lunch times and just trying to kind of virtually surround myself with people that were doing things the way I wanted to do it, you know, running their own businesses and having that kind of, that kind of freedom um, to, to do the things that they enjoy. So yeah, kept, kept doing that gradually started picking up clients and work and you know getting a website and a, you know an Instagram page and all those things that you do uh, until the point where I could I actually went part-time with the job um, I was contracting and it was pretty pretty unheard of for a contractor to go part-time but I went in and said I, I said exactly what I wanted to do um, the, the the big manager guy came down and um, we, we had a chat in the in the meeting room and he said why do you want to leave why do you want to go part-time Dan and I, I just said I, I want to build my photography business and and do that eventually and he was like this this sort of big hard uh guy from from Newcastle he used to run shipyards and he sort of ran the engineering office in the same way and he's just completely softened and changed and started telling me about all his dreams and oh really he would have once wanted to start a music shop because he was a trombonist and all of this stuff and and yeah so they let me go part-time uh i did three days a week and i did that for a year and then got to the point where i was like right gotta gotta go for this and and jumped in full-time so um that was really nice you could get that transition i think that's really yeah, important that you yeah, didn't, didn't yeah. just stop everything and and jump into freelance you were able to have this sort of gradient yeah, it was. It, it was. Um, looking back on it, I probably should have had a slightly longer financial runway. But um, <laughs> kind of Some, got, sometimes, got. <laughs> sometimes that that added pressure helps because actually, if you have, yeah. I, I remember when I came out of my previous business, um, I got a bit of a payout because um, we yeah. kind of demerged. It's funny how that money disappears very quickly because yeah. you think, well, it's there. That cushion is there, and that cushion just gets smaller and smaller until until suddenly you go, right, I need to really push forward. Yeah, so I, yeah. I think sometimes you do need an incentive. Yeah, so yeah, no, you're you're right. It's all, all for the best, isn't it? And um, <laughs> but uh, no, so so got going with photography. Um, 
we were doing a small amount of video at that stage and that I, I I sort of knew a guy who was doing a bit of video and he'd come in and we'd we'd do it together and sort of you know share it out that way and started bringing that in a bit more but it was mo- it was mostly all photography at that stage but the video started building and building and people mm. were kind of asking for it a bit more and a bit more and um, we were producing some some good stuff um until then yeah i got to the point uh was it nearly two years ago now where i took on um an, an employee who's normally sat behind me there tom uh who's full-time with the video so he also did some work for me as a freelancer for, for a little while so you know i got to know him and but he really wanted to 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 um have a job that was that was what he wanted so yeah we managed to make it work and um yeah pretty much haven't looked back since <laughs> so now we're now we're sort of doing uh what are we probably about 70 percent video i suppose really i was just gonna ask is that going have you seen that yeah, going up yeah. and obviously that yeah it's been going up certainly you know certainly in terms of revenue because you know much bigger projects um, mm. video side um and yeah the other thing that, that i did which uh, i guess we'll probably touch on is is i focused on a niche um, which is also something that I wish I'd have done sooner before I left my job because focusing on that niche has, has been a, a game changer really in terms of getting work and everything. Yeah, I mean, let me, I'm just going to share your your website so we can see a little bit of, um, here's your showreel video playing in the, in the yeah. background here. But actually, if we were to scroll down further, uh, where was it? Here's a bit of the about section. Um, you do talk about the fact that you are, looking to work with manufacturing businesses, tech businesses, which obviously echoes your sort of historic background. <clears throat> yep. um, and that's interesting. It's because because it, it's one thing having a niche, but then, you you know, leaning into it and actually using that in your copy. Um, I think it's good because it help, helps narrow the audience. The amount of times I've been, uh, I, I ask people, so so who, who are you looking for uh, as, a, as a client? Yep. And they're like, well, anyone. I'm like, you, you can't have everyone. It's just not possible. And you're not going to work with everyone. There's loads of people out there who, who aren't going to pay on time, who just are, are going to be awkward because they're not, you don't, you don't have the right fit. So you want to niche it down a little bit. So I think it's great that you, you're start, you know, you, you're putting it on there. Um, you're just starting to say how you wish you'd done that earlier. I guess it's it's helpful showing that niche and really focusing on those clients. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was massive. I mean, um, the example I always give is, you know, if you, if you go to like a, a networking event or something or you, or just a party or whatever it is, and someone says to you, what do you do? And you say, I'm a photographer or I'm a, a videographer. And they say, all right, cool. And then, you know, they say, what do you do? And you say, oh, I do, you know, I do some headshots. We do some of this. We do some of that. With this, And they go, okay. And people like to introduce people, right? But they... The, what they're who they're looking to introduce you to is someone that needs photography or video, which at any given moment is pretty much about no one in that room, just statistically. But if you go into that room and you say, uh, I produce photos and videos for manufacturers, engineering and tech companies, they go, Oh, I know, uh, my mate, Dave, he runs an engineering company. I'll introduce you now. Yeah. Dave, Stan, you make a connection. And then yes, they don't need video or photo right then, but you're introduced to them and you've got that connection and they know that you're a specialist in in the area that they work in. So um, it, it's been really, yeah, as I say, it was a game changer really, uh, sort of leaning into that and um, choosing, choosing the niche. You know, that's I think that's the thing that people often struggle with. And um, 
something I, I want to sort of put put more content out in the future about really is how you choose a niche because I think it's it's quite interesting and you know as you picked up for me it was my background and bringing those two things together and um, the reason it came about actually was a, a random LinkedIn post that I put up when I was in my engineering job thinking oh, how am I going to get out of this and I just put up a post on LinkedIn saying what struggles have you had when booking a, a photographer commercial Ooh, yeah photographer. good and someone uh, named John Johnson, who I'm now good friends with. I know, I know him. Yeah, oh, nice know John, uh, yeah, okay. he's been yeah. on a few times. Oh, has he? Oh, yeah, right. no way. Okay, I saw him last night actually. Um, he just he just randomly re- replied back because he was having some problems at the time with a photographer trying to photograph some engineering type things, uh, some technical things that, and the photos just weren't doing them any justice. And he said, oh, yeah, I have this struggle because the photographer doesn't really understand the the thing that they're photographing. And so the photographs aren't really demonstrating properly. And I was yeah. like, yeah. that's interesting. There might be something I could uh, I could do there. So, you know, as you know, he's a he's a very generous guy. And he jumped on a phone call with me and, um, yeah, talked me through it a bit. And I thought, OK. And I started going kind of gently because I was nervous, like, like I think everyone probably is. You're nervous of dropping like you know the big wide net and and just going very narrow and so I sort of went gently at it and gradually over time I realized okay this is this is really good I need to just just go for it you know and when the world went crazy a few years ago and uh, decided that we couldn't do any work I just thought right I'm just going to go into it there's nothing to lose here let's absolutely um, let's just let's just fill that fill the website with that kind of copy and uh and, and go for it and yeah, again, haven't looked back since really. So, I think just going back to what you're saying, how you might introduce yourself at a networking session or, you know, just anywhere where you're meeting new people rather than saying, I do this and these things, having having the sort of ready-built referral text in there, if you will, I do video and photography for these particular niches and help them with X. That's mm-hmm. something that people can then say, oh, I can take that pretty much as you've said it, and then refer you on with that information. I think that's really, really useful Um, because they can place you. I think whether we like it or not, people like to put you in a box Mm. because it's much easier um, rather than say, well, this this is a very useful guy, but I don't know where he's useful. I know he can do lots of stuff and he can help with things. But actually, I know they do great video, great photography in these areas. And as you say, I know people like that. So it just helps bring it to mind. Yeah, it's great. And I think I think that is important when people introduce themselves, that they try and find one particular thing that they can be known for, uh, even if you can do lots of other stuff. I, and I struggle with it. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a yeah. problem for us because actually we do do so much. Uh, and our client base, uh, we've tended to focus on clients that we like working with rather than in a, in a particular industry. And that does make it harder to find the right people. You do get, but it tends to work on referrals. So you do get nice people referring other nice people. Um, yeah, but I think it's it's worth it. And in fact, we had um, we had a videographer, Nigel, who came on. He's, he's not in your area. He's down sort of Bristol way. Right. His, his niche is agribusiness. Right, okay. So I, I work with him as part of a, like a, a government-funded programme. Um, so sort of given some some consultancy and time. And um, one of the things that came out of that is like a podcast, <laughs> something <laughs> that sort of idea. Um, but his particular niche was agribusiness. And so very specific, very specific focus, but actually exactly like you, it really helps because he can understand that deeply. He knows the problems. He works with other companies like them 
And so yeah. he can he can suggest ideas that will be really useful useful to them based on what he's doing with other people. So it is it it helps a lot, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, it helps. Huge win. Yeah, when you when you can go in and you've got that experience and and you can you can say, okay, usually what we do in this situation is we'll do this because you know yes. you, have to, you have to keep the the factory line going or whatever it is, you know. And also you walk in and you've got all your own PP and everything. They don't have to worry about that, you know. Um, but yeah, one of the one of the sort of light bulb moments for me was one of the very first times I did a industrial photo shoot um, when I was sort of pushing that niche a bit. And I went to this place in Hereford and uh, went and met the guy that was that was running the line. I, I don't know if he was like the general manager or something, um, but he was kind of talking to me like sort of you know a bit a bit funny, like I like I was some kind of creative that he just couldn't possibly <laughs> couldn't possibly understand what they did or yeah. anything and got into the conversation and I just dropped in that you know I'd done a degree in mechanical engineering and all the rest of it and it was like a light switch really changed the way he he spoke to me then and his confidence in me as well um so that, that was a really interesting point but um the other thing just just to touch on I think in terms of the work that you do i think it's uh i can't remember if it's do you know blair ends and david baker do the two bobs podcast no, no oh you'd love that check that out i was listening the to two that. bobs yeah two bobs. yeah um one of them had a quote that was like it's not about the work you do but it's about the work that you pursue in terms of specializing and you know we do we do a bit of a range of work as well it's gradually you know got more focused towards the industrial but we still get asked to do other things it's just that i don't put them out on my on my uh, website my social right, media yes. things you know i just pick and choose what i put out there to to keep the keep the message the marketing message that's a good point yeah so it doesn't stop you from doing other work because people will find yeah. you and they'll respect what you do and, and want to work with you but you just don't shout about that so much yeah. exactly exactly because that's one of the, the the things people worry about isn't it with niching is Oh, but I enjoy doing all this other work and I, I want to do this. But you can still do it and it'll still come in. I mean, up until probably a year or so ago, I haven't had, had one recently, but I used to get the occasional inquiry for family portrait sessions, you know, on my Dunbar Studios website. Yeah. Like, what, what made you possibly think from the website that that would be what I do? You know, but occasionally, you know, I used to do them a bit. They like it, obviously a very professional family photo shoot. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing is, niche doesn't have to be on industry. I mean, you can niche on anything, and I think it's just coming down to what do people. Um, may, maybe if you're not sure of the niche, maybe you ask your customers. You know, find out what you're notable for, and then say, well, that's actually my niche. That's what you know, because sometimes it's difficult to identify what your niche is. And maybe it's like yeah. actually you work across all these industries, but the one thing you're very good at is this particular area. Um, I think yeah. it's definitely worthwhile. Yeah. So yeah. we were talking about video and how that's sort of um, more and more people are asking for it. Certainly, a growth area in your business. Um, why are businesses asking for this? I mean, I, I kind of know the answer to the question, but it'd be nice for you to explore it. And like from your customer's point of view, why are they asking you for, to do more video in your business? And then actually we just, I'll mention this. We've got your um, new show reel. Uh, so I'll bring that up while you're talking. If there's anything you want to point out, you can have that in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think people, I mean, they're seeing more and more video themselves on all the channels anyway. 
Uh, and I think people are just realizing that you can get a lot across in a video. People are happy to sit there and watch a video for however long it is. You know, as we know, generally they're quite short on social channels and things and, and arguably getting a bit shorter and snappier. But it just, you know, it brings everything to life. You know, <laughs> I always slightly refrain from this thing, but I suppose it is true. People say, you know, if a, if a picture paints a thousand words, then a video is sort of 24 pictures every second. So you're getting across so much more information uh, yeah. and engaging with people. And you can see, you know, you can see from the people in here, like if you were going to any of these guys, you know, you, you've already got a sense for who they are because you can see them there moving and in real life. Um, I think it just adds a, a, a big element of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just being able, being able to relate to people and mm -hmm. uh, that sort of, I suppose authenticity in a way, although authenticity, that, yeah. that term gets banded about a bit. It much. does, but and I know what you mean. In many ways, there's there's nothing that authentic about some some videos because you chop up the interview so much that you know it sounds like they just reeled it off beautifully when actually you were there interviewing them for two hours trying to get them to uh, sort of relax enough to get the words out. But um, yeah, I I think it's all of those things, isn't it? Um, what 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 would you say? Well, I'm, video for me, I mean, I look at it in, in, a, in, a, in a very mercenary, um, from a very mercenary viewpoint in that what can video do for me? And video is really effective from a search engine optimization point of view. So I think, okay. so I'm looking at it from the technical side, how is it going to bring in new business? I mean, as the sort of one thing that I can bring. And video is really effective because it's another channel to be found on, like particularly YouTube. But you know, it could be uh, it could be other other areas as well. But YouTube's the main one for me, yeah. um, and it really helps. And I've seen it with many clients. The moment they start doing video, they start getting found more. Not only on Google because the videos are the, the databases are, are, are linked, but on YouTube itself. You know, people actually spending time on YouTube where they've got a question and they're looking for a video answer to that question. Yeah, yeah. Um, so producing video like that can really help get them just more traffic to their website, which mm -hmm. you know, gives them more opportunity to sell, I guess. So that's the kind of the, uh, the, you know, the, the pure technical reason for it. The other reason is uh, it allows the company, uh, certainly if you are a service-based company, but even with products as well, it allows you to show, show some, um, reality and humanity behind what you do mm -hmm. and actually that's probably more important for a project uh, for a product you know rather than just showcasing what the product is and its features you can actually show the benefits it brings to the people who buy it you can show the people who create it and design it and why they care about it and that 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 for people who care about the product mean it'll help them buy in more into that product because they're not just buying something that is nicely made that's going to help them solve whatever problem they've got but it's going to be buying a product made by people who actually care and that does mean something it's not going to mean something yeah. to everyone yeah. but to the right people it's going to mean something so i think yeah. that's really yeah. effective for me and also then showcasing um client testimonials i mean that that is really yeah. useful because you can have a bit of text with a name on it and that's something yeah. <laughs> you can have an image against that and maybe uh, a company names so you start adding more data to make that more legitimate but having a video um especially if it's more candid 
and I, 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 dare I say, less professional. Because sometimes I think you can have testimonials that are, are too clean, too clinical. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you want a testimonial where people are just, you know, it's not highly edited, so it's nice and tight. It's actually more naturally what they say. I think they can come across really well for me, but obviously it's a blend. But I think those are the key areas for me, search engine optimization, um, uh, and then sort of showcasing the humanity behind the, the company and then the, the testimonials. That's not even to mention social media. I'm just thinking yeah, about the website yeah. itself. So that's the areas I think are important. Yeah, no, you're right. And um, the, the technical aspect of the, the searchability and everything is probably something that, that well, we don't get involved in as much because we're not the ones then placing it, you know, on the website and everything like that. But uh, yeah. we should we should discuss a bit more when we're going out there. Um, and yeah, yeah, because like, for you, there's more impact you can give. You know, there's a production side to it, and you know your videos are great, high quality, um, but also they're showing like so is that is that a plasma cutter there? So it's showing the sort of the detail and and what other people want to see. So if it's an engineer looking at that plasma cutter, there's certain things that they want to know about it. Um, yeah. So you can make sure that that's showcased as well as it being high quality, which is hopefully what they expect it to be. Um, yeah. But and if you're able to go in and say, well. A way, a way you can sort of multiply this video is doing these things with it as well. Mm. Or obviously yeah, maybe yeah. referring a nice marketing company as well to help with that. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I think um, one of the things we come up uh, with, I, I was going to say come up against, it's not really against, it's just with, um, you know, come across is that people don't really know what's possible with video as well and what sorts of videos they could do. You know, they don't, they don't think about all the all the different options, and that's where you know bringing someone uh, like us or like yourself in with that experience, you can say, well, you could do this, you could do this, and then you could have a whole package of videos, and it'll all sit nicely together. And um, yeah, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Do you do any work, uh, sort of education work on that, or is, or, or is it when clients come and talk to you, then you start talking about that? Yeah, it's it's mostly been speaking to clients, but it's actually something that's uh, up on the whiteboard behind me. Something we need to do this this year really is uh, a bit more education around. Yeah, what are the different types of things you could do? I mean, I, I I've got a a fairly old now PDF download that's on my website of uh, I think I called it nine photo and video ideas to help grow your business, and some of them are in there. But yeah, that needs a bit of expanding, especially on the video side, because there's just there are so many things, you know, you can do the testimonial videos, you could do a nice company video, which explains about your ethos and your values and everything. You do a product video that's purely about the product. You can do a, a assembly video. So we did, we've got a barbecue company that we shoot for um, within a, a couple of assembly videos for them. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. You know, when, when, when they get the flat pack barbecue, they can just log on there and yeah, they're not they're not looking at these instructions going, um, how how exactly. do I you just watch a video <laughs> exactly. and it's step by step, very calm. Yeah, and we've done some um some service videos as well for big engineering company, um, Ingersoll Rand, so showing how to service some of their compressors and things. And you know, that then cuts down on all their customer service teams' time as well. You know, if they've got a video, it's like having an FAQ page, but kind of on on steroids, I suppose. Yeah. You know, send them to the video. This is how you do the service, and suddenly they're not having to take hundreds of calls. Like, oh, I've just started doing this, and I'm not sure where that screw is. It's all there in the video. So, there's there's loads of ways you can bring it into your business at all the different customer touch points, I suppose. And um, it again, it brings that humanity in as well at all of those points. So, you know, even after someone's bought the barbecue, 
they can that they're then seeing some real people there assembling the video and that's sort of buying them into the brand even more and they're probably gonna you know then buy some accessories and buy this and that and recommend it to their you know to their uncle and their friends you know yeah what an example of that one of the things i like about the site i think it's ao.com or the appliances online oh yeah yeah and they do reviews of pretty much all the products they have on there mm. They're not the most exciting reviews, but they're frank. They're just kind of talking over yeah. this product. So they just introduce it. They show you around it. They open it, close it, turn it on, turn, say what they like about it. What's yeah. what they? It's not what they don't like about it, but maybe some of the areas that you might you need to know about. Mm. And I like that because you can pick a product, and you're not just sort of buying it based on the marketing photos. You've got their video as well, and so that that leads you to feel more comfortable about your purchase that you've yeah. had. It's like you've been to the showroom and you've had a nose around yourself. You've you've kicked the virtual tires of this uh, oven. I know ovens don't have tires, but you know you get my meaning. You've yeah, checked yeah. it out fully, and so you feel a bit more confident about what it's going to look like. Because I think it's uh, marketing photos can obviously they present the best light um on on something and they uh if you're buying a product you don't quite get the sense of how big it is how how what impact it's going to have in your life whether that's a, in a physical sense or um uh, otherwise and having a video especially in context is so important to a buyer if they're buying a product um or even a service you know getting to see that service and how it's going to be deployed is so is so useful in helping people understand how how that will work um, because yeah. I think that's the, the biggest thing. We, in fact, case, case in point, we bought some lights the other day. There's mm. some like um, like ceiling lights that, that were uh, going to go onto in our uh, uh, attic for our house. And we bought them. They looked perfect. They thought they looked like the right size. I didn't quite check the measurements, but they looked right. The scale looked right. You get them, they're like double the size I thought they were going to be. Um, and that's just because of the way the photos were. If they had had the photos in situ, so you have an isolated photo, that's great. That's really useful just to get a sense of it, but yeah. actually have it in situ. So you've got some context with known sizes and features. You can see, oh, no, it's going to be too big. That's not going to suit us. And so yeah, yeah. a long digression, but I think it is so important to have, have videos that cover those areas. Yeah, it's all about confidence, really, isn't it? Yeah. And buyer confidence to then just take that next step and and hit buy or hit inquire or whatever it is you know exactly you know the, your, your customer has a shopping list no matter who they are it's someone buying a small little widget or through to uh, a multi-million dollar um service that someone's buying yeah, yeah. they will have a shopping list and you want to address all the different aspects of those shopping lists whether it's um what they're going to get before they buy through to the after sales they're going to get and so you talking about these um assembly videos um, maybe aftercare videos where they've, you know, they'll, they'll have items that they can, they know they can go and fix certain bits themselves. That is all crucially important to people actually making that decision to to buy in the first place. Yeah, um, what one thing that it would be good to understand from your perspective: what types of videos do clients request? Mm -hmm. And and in your in your opinion, what videos are the most effective? Different types of videos. They they request all sorts of videos, really. That um, you know, to give you an idea of some of the videos you can do, you know, you can have like a a home a homepage video, so something yeah. that plays full bleed on the homepage. Um, that's good for your SEO because people come on and they get engrossed in the video for a few seconds, or hopefully a bit longer. And uh, Google says, "Oh, this must be a good website because they're they're staying there." 
So it's a bit like your one, which I'm showing now. So it's just a video. Yeah, it sits like underneath that, yeah. your header and just plays. Yeah. And it's like, it shows exactly uh, the quality of your work. Exactly. Um, and a lot of people, they, they'll they just kind of put a few clips on one of those videos, you know, just, oh, we just need a few clips of, you know, around the factory or around the premises or whatever it is. Uh, but actually what we try and do is kind of curate a bit of a story into that so mm. that when people come on, they actually want to follow the story along and see what's going to happen, you know, rather than just, oh, there's a few clips in the background. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of a website homepage video. Um, as I said, you've got product videos, so a bit like that light that we just saw there, um, just demonstrating the product. So we did, we did a whole load of those just before Christmas for a company, um, lots of different products, just bringing them in, some text graphics showing, you know, talking about the benefits, mm. what you know, what they are. You don't have to have any speaking on them. That Those ones didn't have speaking. Um, then there are product videos with the speaking. So again, some of those barbecue videos we've done, we've, we've brought in a professional presenter and he's actually talked through the product and all the benefits and demonstrated it. And we've, you know, we followed him along doing a bit of cooking on there and sitting down. He's very happy with his, uh, nice. Did you get product. to eat afterwards? Um, we didn't actually, the reason <laughs> being that the food that was put on there had been pre-prepared and then sort of, you know, reheated to try and make it look good. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes they, um, food yeah. photography, you have to do things to sort of yeah, exactly. pump it up and yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if it's got anything yeah. on it, yeah, you probably want to touch that. You don't yeah. actually fancy it. <laughs> so yeah, there's, a, there's those ones. Then there's, um, uh, a company video. So, um, we did one just towards the end of last year for company called London Box Sash, um, which, yeah, probably one of our favorite videos from last year, actually, where we we interviewed the, the guys, there was the dad and the, the two sons who run the company. And they were talking about, you know, their history, how the dad started the company back in the 70s. And then they they specialized into um, Box Sash windows. And, and then we overlaid some graphics on that and a kind of timeline and just taking people through, through the journey. Apparently, that's been really successful for them already because their their salesman will have it on their ipad and while they're kind of measuring up they'll say oh, i do want to just watch a bit about the company. nice yeah i like it give it to the customer and they'll be measuring up the windows um that's that's been really good for them so yeah a, a good company video I don't, I don't think you want to be too long i think from memory that one was about um maybe three minutes or something so you know you, you don't want to be going on forever about yeah <laughs> Or, or the, the every last last detail about the the, the company, but yeah, um, you, you don't want people to um, hover and look at the timeline to find out where they are in a video. Yeah, I think that yeah, that is yeah. the moment the video is too long. That's the killer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a good video. Um, testimonials we've we've talked about a little bit. Uh, I think that's a great thing to have. And some of our clients at the moment, we're building them a bank of testimonial videos. So you know when 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 their customer then goes onto their testimonial page on their website, they just have a, a load of videos and then go up. Oh, these guys were happy. These guys were happy. And I think like you touched on having a video, it just gives people a bit more confidence because they can see this person in the flesh talking, you know, on their own free will about how great their experience was. Um, and actually, you know, if, if you think about that even further, which, which maybe you don't, when you're just watching a video, it's pretty, it's got to be pretty they've got to be pretty happy to have given up their time for their yeah. supplier 
there to, you know, like, like we did one this week and, you know, the guy gave up sort of, you know, three, four hours of their day to make this testimonial video with us. Um, that's a pretty, that in itself is a pretty good compliment to, to the company um, and the products. So it is. And I, I found just off the back of video, if, if a client is willing to do that, um, they might then be willing to share that video because they're in it and it might, it might tell a side of them, their business that they haven't shared anywhere else. Yeah. That they yeah. didn't think to share and actually think, actually, this is a really good insight into our business. Um, yeah. So we want to share that as well. So you get some additional exposure sometimes off the yeah. back of that. That's and right. you, we, um, when we when we spoke uh, last before Christmas, you were talking about testimonial packages that you do, which right. I think is a great idea where you will um, client sign up and then you will deliver a number of testimonials for them um, throughout the year, which I think is a great idea. It's then something people don't need to worry about too much. It's part of the process that when they do have um, customers who uh, have an exciting project or is particularly happy, they can feed that to you, I guess, and, and you go and organize it. Yeah, exactly. That's the idea to just try and try and take the pressure off them a little bit, you know, take their jobs away, make their life a bit easier, deliver them a testimonial video and a, and a package of a few other assets that they can put with it. So yeah, that's the idea. And we've, we've done it on a, a monthly subscription type basis. So they pay a fixed amount each month and they'll get X number of videos over the course of the year. Um, yeah. We're even offering, you know, if they just introduce us to their client that will, organize the shoot with them and everything so it's you know as hands-off as possible because you know people people are busy aren't they and they haven't got time a lot of the time to go and organize these things so that's that's what we like to try and do make things easy for people yeah and take it off their hands and do yeah you, i mean it's a, sorry no, i was just gonna ask do you get ever get involved in social video um, producing social video the social media mm. uh yeah yeah absolutely i mean sometimes what we'll do is uh, like the London Box Sash one, that's a good example. We we produced that um, that company video, and then off the back of that, we produced a few little social media clips for them as well. So, you know, from the footage that we that we shot during the day or days in that case, um, produced a couple of little ass, you know social media assets for them as well. So, yeah, nice. You know, you, there, there's kind of endless possibilities. Really, you can you can put together a package and uh, you know. Give them loads of stuff if uh, if 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 they're up for it and they've got the budget for it. Yeah, and I think people are looking to max maximize because it's not it's not just about the money. There is a cost to it, but it, it's about time. You know, if they've got a either clients have to spend time or you've got the staff within the business, you've got set up time. You know, it, it's quite um, an impact on the business to do that. So when you do get a video, and I'm sure you make it as nice as possible, but there's still an impact for them. But they're going to want to maximize that as much as possible. So getting the the big video, getting slices of that that they can use in different places is absolutely the, the, something they they should be doing. Um, yeah, yeah, and um, actually, that's another thing to to touch on, maybe in a bit after the the other different types of videos, the the experience, because uh, that's one of the things we like to try and do is is make the shoot an experience for our clients, because most people, it's not every day that they get to go on a video shoot and uh, you know and do that, and it, it's fun, you know. Basically, that's why we do it. It's fun. So let's make that into an experience, and yeah. you're just adding a bit more value into what you're doing as well then you know the employees maybe who are participating are, are having a bit of a, a almost a day out and things as well so so how do you do that because that is interesting and that that not only um helps to make the process smooth 
while you're doing it, but it also may encourage referral because hopefully they have a good time that they're going to want to talk about that because it's usually the emotion of an event that we talk about rather than, oh, I had a video a videographer in. They're going to talk about how it felt for them. Um, how do you do that? Is there anything you could share? Um, I think it's just about kind of going in and and being nice people as much as possible, you know. Do you bring tea and cake? (laughs) Enjoying the process ourselves as well. So being being as prepared as we can up front as well really helps. Um, But going in and actually, you know, enjoying it and, 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 and having a bit of a laugh with people and, you know, I don't know. That all sounds a bit vague, doesn't it? <laughs> Go in and try and be nice and have, have a nice. But it's about having the right people on the shoot as well. You know, so you know, if we've got bigger shoots, we'll bring in freelancers. But I'm not just going to bring in anyone. I'm going to bring in yeah. people that I know are really sound people that are going to get on with clients. They're going to be interested in what they're doing and um, and all of those things. So yeah, I think it's, it's 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 yeah. As I say, it sounds a bit vague, but you just got to. You just got to enjoy it and and not be, you know, <laughs> the biggest, the, the the probably the best piece of business advice I ever heard was years and years ago. And without um, being rude, it was like, don't be a knob, basically. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Just don't. <laughs> just 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 try and try and be decent and uh, and, and get on with everyone. And uh... well, I think two two things you said there ring true for me: having fun. That's what I, one thing I try and bring into a lot of the workshops I deliver is fun. Because if people are having fun, they're more likely to remember, remember the information. So I think if you yeah, can yeah. make that process a little bit fun, they're more likely to remember it. And that, you know, and it's not an arduous process of thinking, oh, I mean, we need another video. We have to get Dan back. You don't <laughs> want that. You want, let's get Dan back for that video. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm planning. You know, if, if you can, like a duck in water, if you can do loads of the scrabbling and the planning beforehand, and when you come there, you've thought about all the angles. So they're not thinking, you know, they're not expecting a lot of you and you're like, oh, I should don't know. And then you need to scrabble around at the time. That looks bad, feels bad. No one likes it. Whereas if yeah. you go, yeah, this is the this is the plan. We can alter it, but this is what I think we should do. Absolutely. That takes the pressure off them, um, makes them feel a lot happier about, about it. And then knowing that you've covered all everything. You were talking before we started recording, I think, about um, even bringing your own PPE if needed. You know, you mm. bring everything that's needed so they don't have to... You know, so you'll feel you're totally prepared and they can see that. I think that helps a lot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They they've got confidence in you and 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 they're not having to go around, like you say, scrabble around getting all that stuff together. Yeah. Uh, and actually uh, another, I suppose actually a, a, a more sort of tangible thing that we sometimes try and do and we're we're trying to bring in a bit more is just explain to people what you're doing a bit, you know, because again, they're not hanging around all this video gear all the time. But just say, so yeah, what I'm doing at the moment is I'm just changing the the aperture. That's going to change my depth of field and it's going to give it this different look. And, uh, you know, and now we're doing this with the lighting just to sort of, you know, sculpt the sculpt the shape of your face a little bit and give you some more shadows over here so that, you know, you look a bit cooler and whatever, you know, so <laughs> just explaining what you're doing and, and thereby making it more of an experience as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think that helps. I think uh, for, certainly for people who are interested, they're going to take that take that away. And it's not, you know, you're not going to lose out work because of it. Um, they, their family photos might be better because they've learned a few yep. little tips from you. But but ultimately, it d- demonstrates that you know what you're doing um, yeah. um, off the back of it. Any uh, Were there any other um, sort of video styles, types that are worth mentioning? 
Yeah, a few others. Um, well, we mentioned about the sort of, you know, demonstration videos and assembly videos and that sort of thing. Um, so explainer videos, I suppose, a kind yeah. of similar way, just sort of literally explaining how something works um, to, to your customers or your potential customers. Um, what have I missed off? Probably heaps there, I should think. I mean, you've got social media videos, like you mentioned, so they're, they're something in in their own right you know they've got to sort of grab people's attention um we've just been playing around with doing slightly slightly more comical kind of social yeah. media videos for our own stuff um, and do you do any live ones as well do you do any live broadcast for social media uh not really we haven't we nearly did one before christmas but then we were sort of looking into it all and the question kept coming up like do you need to go live is there actually any point what's the what's the reason you're going live because there's a lot of when you start doing it properly there's a lot of kit to to bring in and there's a lot yeah. of you know we were gonna we were gonna be renting a um a starlink satellite to make sure that we had good enough internet connection down in the forest of dean for this one and things like that and it was just like uh, uh, is there actually any point in you going live here and, yeah. and it really was no at the end so um, no, we ha it's not something we've we've really got involved with yet. But um, yeah, if it comes, we've 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 got all the right people ready to go. So. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, so I just I just want to touch on a few things before we we wrap up. A um, yeah. couple of things I learned when speaking to you last year. Um, you've got um, you have a group of people that you're meeting with sort of informally, but to do with business. But that's you you sort of formed that into a, a more formal group called the, the thriving three counties mastermind community yep. i think it sounds really interesting tell me tell us a little bit more about this and you know if if people are you know if people can join to this you know how yeah, yeah sure absolutely so um just over three years ago i started a meetup at the studio um you know i invited people over once a month uh in an evening to just come and have a bit of a discussion we were going to sort of get guest speak well we did get guest speakers in and then we discussed like a business book another month and things like that and it was kind of born from two things really one wanting to create some kind of community around the studio just you know for my own sort of marketing purposes but secondly because i i never really liked many of the networking groups that I went to so sorry networking group people but I, I they they never quite got there like there were some that were kind of almost doing what I thought was really good but it just it just always fell a bit short and sometimes mm. you know in the worst cases I felt like a, a school child or something like there was one <laughs> where it was like now go and do your networking and I was just a bit like no. you know and so I just wanted to do it, do it myself and uh, see if I could do it better um, so I started this group. Uh, the first few sessions we had like one, two, three people, you know, and it, and it gradually built up. And then, um, and then of course we took it online in 2020. Mm. Um, but it, it kept building momentum. And then um, last year in June, um, actually John Johnson led a walk up on the Morgan Hills, a, a networking for the group, and we just had such a good feeling from it at the end like everyone was really really happy and they're saying what a great bunch you know a great group of people it is really supportive and everything so I've always tried to do it in this way of we come together and we support each other and, and and help each other we can we can bring our business struggles and you know everyone will be there to to, to chip in and help and I just thought yeah we have got a good group here and I think maybe it's time we we did something a bit more with this so um 
I've yeah, I've now formed and launched this mastermind community. So um it's a it's a kind of membership group. Mm-hmm. Um we're going to have somewhere in the region of probably 100, 150 people in it. It's based around the three counties. As you said, it's called the Thriving Three Counties Mastermind Community. So it's Herefordshire, Worcestershire, and Gloucestershire. Other people are allowed to join. It's not, you know, it's not completely closed because <laughs> most of our meetings are online. And then we have um we have an in-person meeting every couple of months at the moment. So uh, it's just launched. I'm going to be growing it. I think we're going to be adding more calls. There's currently two meetings a month. There's a daytime one. And then a couple of weeks later, there's an evening one. Okay. And those evening ones alternate between in-person and online. Uh, but we're as we grow, we're going to add more calls to it. So eventually I can see there's going to be, you know, at least one call a week on different themes and people can pick and choose which ones they want to come to. So we we had a goal setting one at the beginning of the year. Uh, we're going to have a sort of money worries and cash flow type one in February. Um, we're going to be doing a, a sort of sales sales conversations uh, themed meetup. Uh, it's all that sort of thing. But the, the, the first two rules of the group are no pitching and no bitching. So <laughs> we're not... People aren't coming in and just handing out their business cards. We, we yeah. generally hardly even do you know, those 60 second intros, <laughs> which uh, we all hate. Uh, if we do, if we do do that on a zoom call, I'll do a 10 second intro. You've got 10 seconds, introduce yourself, say what you do, who you do it for, and we'll move on. Um, but the idea is that it's based around discussion and support. So um, that, that, that's the format. Um, yeah, we're, we're taking on currently as we speak, we, we've got founding member offer. So we're, we're taking people on, um, but I'm, I am being selective about who comes into the group. I'm Absolutely, yeah. Just yeah. open to, to don't to want any old riffraff coming in. Exactly. I guess it's you, you, you want. It's about um, having a good mix of discussion. You don't. You want. You yeah. want people who are going to add value to it, not just take and, and suck it dry. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it's got to be people that are, uh, that are, want to be generous with their time and their knowledge yeah. because they know that they're going to get that back tenfold, you know, yeah. that's, that, that's the thing. And I think, you know, without being sort of rude to anyone or anything like that, sometimes at some of those more traditional networking groups, you get people who just hand out a business card and they're just looking to see if they can get business. And if they talk to you and it sounds like you're not someone that is going to buy anything from them, they'll, they'll literally just move on to the yeah, you can see you can see their eyes glazing over yeah. there. Like I want to go over there now. Oh, yeah, no, and that's so, not, no. so it's just none of that. Um, and yeah, it's 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 going really well so far. I'm really happy with uh, with it. Do you have um, a link that we can put in the show notes? To, uh, to yeah, do I they do. contact you through yeah, the website? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I've I've got a link which um, sort of outlines the the whole sort of founding member offer and everything. And then at the bottom there, you can register your interest to join. Cool. Uh, I'll then see that, and I'll, you know, we'll arrange a, a little chat, and um, and then take it from there. Yeah, we'll make sure that's in the notes. Yeah, cool. Um, right. Thank you very much. And, and just, just finally, to touch on your podcast, which um, yeah. hopefully I'll be appearing on. Uh, we've got it we'll scheduled indeed, for yeah. sometime in February. Um, so tell me a little bit about this podcast. Like, it's called Thriving Three Counties. Uh, you can get it on all the sort of best areas. I've got. I've, in fact, let me share a, a link to. Um, iTunes here or Apple Podcasts as it's called now. Um so just tell me a little bit why did you start this? Um uh, as I said when I was doing my you know when I was sort of in my career change 
phase um podcasts were really important to me they still are i still love i love the audio format and i used to love hearing people's stories um particularly and, and their struggles and everything about you know getting into business um and, and everything they've learned from it so i fancied having a go at it myself really you know built up a a reasonable network um and i thought right i'm gonna i'm gonna start start one myself because i love having those conversations i mean there was a a, a few clients i've had who well most of them really to be fair but a few that kind of you know kicked it off a bit more where i just thought i would love to sit down with you for like an hour and just hear your story about you know what you've done your whole life and how you've got to this point running your own business and and all this you know the, the little struggles and things in between but you can't really do that when you're going for a client meeting so no. it was it was partly an excuse to do that um partly i wanted to do something that would also benefit the whole area as well you know people come on the podcast and 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 we put it out there and hopefully you know there's been a few instances where people have had inquiries through it or I've been able to refer someone and say you know like say after your interview for example if someone says oh I need someone in marketing I can be like oh yeah I know this guy Ben check out the episode I did with him and they can listen to that whole hour and go oh yeah I know Ben now (laughs) I think I'm you know again building that confidence Um, and then I, I suppose from, you know, from my side, from the sort of business side, it was good for me to be building my network. I've, I've met a ton of people that I would have never have met if I hadn't been doing the podcast, cause I've now got an excuse to invite them in and, and sit down with them for a whole hour and, and, and talk with them, which is, which is really great from that point of view. Um, mostly I've been doing them in, in the studio. We've done a few online. I think we're going to do ours online, aren't we? Yeah, we are, unfortunately, because of the distance. But I, yeah, I think that's a great okay. idea yeah, because yeah. not only can you control the audio and you can make sure that the quality is high, but also they get to come to you and see you and see your environment, which I, I'm yeah, sure yeah. does help. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, all of those all of those reasons, really. And uh, it's good fun. And that's kind of why we run our own businesses, isn't it, at the end of the day, to have a bit of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nice. And that's one of the reasons why we do this, uh, interviewing people or giving me a, an excuse or, or you know a reason to investigate things, because otherwise work, you, you can always find work to do. Whereas actually, if you create things like this, it does give you an excuse to do different, different things, meet different people. I'd yeah. imagine it would it would work quite well with the mastermind community as well, bringing maybe bringing some of those people on and and giving you lots of things to sort of feed back into it as well. Yeah, so it's really well. the same. Yeah, it's much the same thing, I suppose. Like just having a bit of space to stop and think about your own journey. I mean, I've had I've had people, a, a lot of guests actually, who've, who've sat down. We've done the interview, and afterwards, they've been like, "Wow, that was really good." Like, it's just good to stop and <laughs> reflect on what I've done and where I've come from and all the good things I've done. Um, so that's really cool. But yeah, similarly in the mastermind community, it's like last night. You know, we had a we had a great discussion we were over in Hereford at, at John Finch Computers and we just had a really good discussion around you know we got into loads of things about you know work-life balance and building a team and um, feeling guilty about this and that and all of these things and it's a really it's a really good you know we operate Chatham House rules so nothing leaves the room sort of thing and everyone just has that confidence to be able to talk about things that are, that are on their mind and and crucially help each other with those yeah no it's great all right we're coming up to our hour 
So unfortunately, yes, we've got to finish. Are. But um, thanks, Dan. Um, if if people want to get in touch with you, mm-hmm. so you've got the website. Um, is there any else they can go online? Uh, in fact, the website is danbarkerstudios.com, but we'll make sure there is a link in the show notes. Is there anywhere else they can find you online? Uh, yeah, LinkedIn's probably the best place. I'm on there quite a lot. Um, on Instagram a little bit, but not as much. So yeah, I'd probably head over to LinkedIn or, LinkedIn, or yeah. to email me. I'm dan at danbarkerstudios.com. So uh, <laughs> fine as well. Yeah. Thanks very much for coming on this morning, Dan. Thank you very much for having me, Ben. uh, Looking forward to the reverse conversation um, in a couple of weeks when we do. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I'm I'm always a little bit nervous when I go on other interviews, and so I'm making notes because you you never know what you're going to be asked. I I don't think you'll grill me too much, so so, you know, be nice. It's always always interesting. It's going to be about you, so you'll know all the answers. Good. (laughs) God, that helps. Lovely. Thank you very much. Um, Claire, um, what's happening next week? So next week, uh, hopefully it will be an open club episode. We're just waiting for our guests to confirm. If not, we'll dive into the grab bag and answer all those marketing questions. Yes. All those sort of leftover questions that we get asked or come in from coaching clients or um, I'm trying to get more more on LinkedIn and just sort of go through those. That'd be fun. Um, so we're here every Friday from 10 a.m. We cover everything in marketing, strategy, social, SEO, and we talk about video too. If you've got something exciting to share, you can email support at ratherinventive.com and Claire will get in touch. And don't forget, you can catch up with every single one of our previous webinars on ratherinventive.com slash membership. Um, but also, if you are interested, we are starting to release some of our older um, ones as well. So do recommend that to people who aren't part of the club. I think we're starting back, what, three years ago? We're starting to release, uh, well, in fact, IMC has, uh, number one has already been released free to the public. So we're going to start releasing those as well because um, we don't want to keep it all locked up forever. We want to get some value out there. So you can always check those out as well. Thank you very much for watching and we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. You can find links to all the episodes and show notes over at danbarkerstudios.com forward slash podcast. If you've enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps other people find the show and connect more people in the region. Thank you very much for your time listening. I hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you next time.